podcast and I bombed. Hey, and we're back for part two of episode 45 of Legally Teaching Engineer Sports, play-by-play, day-by-day. Dylan, here with Sam and Max, and Mr. Mason Lowry. All right, we went out, we left off with some questions. We've done a handful, and we're going to start off with Sam, who's doing back-to-back questions, he claims. Sam, what you got? I, yeah, I mean, it's staring us right in the face, and nobody's asked it yet, but I see the Sega magnet t- sticker. What's your uh, favorite retro video game? Um, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. I think I so over this will be riveting for people that are only listening and not seeing any of this over there uh that's got my Sega Saturn and Dreamcast collection on it okay I've been trying for almost a decade I want a complete North American Dreamcast collection and I think there's 250 53 games I think and I've got like 215 or something like that. Nike. <laughs> and uh, 30-ish Japanese Saturn games as well. The most unique name. Ironically, the cabinet with the Sega thing, uh, with the Sega logo, doesn't have any Sega stuff in it. That's all PlayStation 2 and original Xbox. All right, follow-up question. What's, yes. your, what's your favorite? It's either, so is it PlayStation or is it Xbox for you? Uh, or Nintendo, I guess. Oh, question man that's a great question i don't know if i can answer that because they're they're both (laughs) really good for different reasons like playstation 2 has a bunch of weird japanese stuff that i'm Mm -hmm. totally into like i love the persona games those are some of my favorites um there's just weird random stuff you can find on the ps2 that you'll run into it we have a bunch of retro game shops around toledo and you can run into games you've never heard of uh that nobody bought you can get for you know a couple of quarters and they turn out to be really cool and really fun. The Xbox looks so darn good. Um, so my rule is if there's any game that came out on more than one system buy the Xbox version, because it's going to look the best. Um, and it helps too. I have, I have really big hands and that original Xbox controller, the Duke that nobody likes. I really <laughs> like it. Nice. All right, Great. good stuff there. I like that. We have we're like a nice little curve there, Sam. But we're gonna go back to Max now and see where he takes us. <laughs> well, I mean, I could continue down that path of weirdness, but I'll hop back to the sports aspect. <laughs> Should I go to the weirdness? I don't know. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dylan sent us a little snippet to read up on you, Mason. I think it was your profile from Buckeye Nations. Mm-hmm. And uh, it said to ask you about your black and salmon on there. So I'm gonna ask you about <laughs> black and salmon. <laughs> So that that used to say, ask me about my uh, donut French toast, which I haven't made in a very long time, but it's also really good. Okay. Cake, cake donut, put it into like an eggy French toast thing and do it in a pan with some butter and uh, vegetable oil and you get a really good decadent French toast. Uh, the salmon I'm actually making, as soon as we're done here, that's what I'm making for dinner. I run <laughs> that's um, awesome. I, I've got a blackened seasoning blend that I've kind of made up. It's really paprika and black for, uh, black pepper forward, um, cayenne pepper and garlic powder and a bunch of things. And uh, yeah, slather like a nice chunk of salmon with that. Um, two minutes aside, 
medium high heat in a pan and then into the oven at 425 for about six minutes and you'll get a nice medium wow. sandwich. Uh, the, uh, the, the thin part where they, uh, where they trim it gets really crispy and really fatty and really good. And the, the thick like loin is kind of medium rare almost and still very soft. It's, it's super good. When I get really involved with it, I'll make like a dill sauce with fresh dill and mayonnaise, sour cream, some lemon juice. I'm not doing that tonight. We're having it with uh, green beans and watermelon, which I'm hoping will be nicely balanced. And the watermelon will balance out the heat of the green beans, which have like an Asian spicy thing going on as well, and the salmon. Some of the most cultured individual on the podcast thus far. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah, no kidding, right? My wife was actually just saying that she wants to start trying to eat salmon. I was like, I'll, I'll try to look up some recipes and stuff and see what I can oh, do. you've got so. one. <laughs> there you go. Salmon's um, great. It's it's my favorite fish to cook, and it's my favorite sushi fish as well. Which, if you go to a really good sushi place, there will be good, high-quality salmon, and it's so fatty, it just, like, melts. It's super good. Wow. Love that. All right. Well, this is a good transition because one of my questions was, what is the best food spread at a venue that you work at or you know some places maybe they'll give you like a halftime spread they'll give you a walk away spread i don't know what they'll give you like i know at the mud hens they let you go get uh dinner before you start the game yeah the best place for food oh you were you around during the mud hens buffet era oh yeah yeah so they stopped doing that that (laughs) that was that was maybe one of the things that disappointed me the most after COVID because we didn't do that anymore after COVID. And now they give us uh, like a meal card that you can redeem at a concession stand. So I usually end up getting chicken tenders and fries from uh, Gillooly's Grill up there. Um, that buffet, and Dylan, you can speak to this too. That was delightful. Phenomenal. Yes. That was that was okay. so good. That's what uh, you're rolling with. That was amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the high schools around here. I haven't done a football game at Maumee High School in a while, but Maumee, their press box was always catered by like nine different places. So there'd be, if you couldn't decide between Frickers and Ralphies for chicken chunks, well, you don't have to decide because they're all there. That's um, awesome. <laughs> there would be like a bunch of chicken, and there would be uh, Taco Bell and Chick Fil A, and then at halftime they'd roll in like a thing of donuts from tim hortons and coffee and well that's pretty good finley high school too um finley high school plays at the university of finley's football stadium and their press box is catered by city q city barbecue and lee's famous recipe chicken damn which if you've never had is one of my favorite chicken there aren't many around here i think if you're in ohio there's one in finley and there's one in fremont and i think there's one in sandusky um Wow. But it's super good. It was founded by like, I want to say Colonel Sanders' nephew or something, who tweaked wow. their Impressive. proprietary spice blend a little bit. It's super good. So I'm always happy to go there. And that place is definitely important because unlike most press boxes, they have a bathroom in it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you go up some steps and there's a bathroom. And so you can wash your hands when you're eating barbecue and fried chicken during commercial breaks like me. Love that. <laughs> That's awesome. The Mudhead win. I like that. Um, yes. Sam, you asked who to Max. We'll go to you, then we'll go to Sam. All right. Um, so I know you talked about uh Sean McDonough. He's got your most iconic call in your head, but what is yeah. your most iconic call? Do you have one of those? Oh, that I've done? Yes, that you've done. Oh wow. 
<laughs> I have the same question written down, so excellent. That's a really good question. And while you're thinking about it, I also have the worst. So the, oh, the, the worst call that I've done? <laughs> you, you can do both. Um well the so unfortunately to the wider public, the bit of my work that they're most familiar with is probably if you remember when uh there was a shooting at the Whitmer Central Catholic football game last fall. Uh and uh my commentary of that got amplified by the Daily Mail tabloid of the UK. <laughs> that was that was a really frightening thing to be at, but also I commentated through the shooting and then eventually just shouted that we were going to commercial break. And uh we're gonna have to find that clip and post it to the podcast. <laughs> don't don't, don't you know I don't know I don't know how I could have made it any better. It was a really unfortunate thing to to be a part of. Um, luckily the very next day that was on a friday night saturday afternoon i did university of toledo volleyball and there was like nobody there and that was the perfect place to go do a game at again because i felt safe and comfortable immediately and after that i didn't i didn't think about it much i was afraid if it lingered that i might think about it every mm -hmm. event i go to that everywhere i go there could be somebody with a gun um and you know knock on wood that yeah no joking aside that's not cool not at all we weren't it was actually they finally in the last couple of weeks they finally found the guy that did it they found him in texas it was a oh wow. they were trying to find a specific individual they thought would be there they saw him and they shot and they sped away in an unmarked vehicle um wow. so that, okay, so that would be that would the be best. the worst um yeah hands down actually i i i do know the best it's the one i'm proudest of and i'll tell you how it came about because it happened by accident uh the toledo city league which is the conference locally that uh the toledo public high schools uh there's six of them still belong to plus lima senior now uh they play a basketball tournament at the end of every season and it used to be a big deal because the city league used to have um the private schools and whitmer was in it for a while and tps used to be a lot bigger than it is now um, and it also used to produce a ton of top flight talent there would be every every year in the 70s and 80s every team had somebody that went and played at a big school uh, that produced a lot of really really good players and it's become a little less important as time goes on but i still really love it because there's so much history attached to it and this, i think it was 2016 i did the city league championship basketball game between start and oh my god i'm spacing on who might have been scott it was scott or bowser i think that they played against and I think it's a one point game, a two point game in the final seconds. And a start player hits a three at the buzzer to win the city title. And as he got rid of the ball, my call was for the city. That's amazing. And I'm so proud of that. But I said for the city because the referee on the side was blocking me from telling who took the shot. Oh, because otherwise I would have, otherwise it would have been, and it, it turned out to be a, a kid named Brandon Lewis. Lewis and it would have been Brandon Lewis for the win or something, but because I couldn't blurt his name out for the city. And I don't know why it wasn't a line that I had in the can ready to go. Yeah. It just happened. That's amazing. I, I still six and a half years later, I'll get an email from Matt Wortham who starts basketball coach, a lovely guy. Um, and he'll bring that up. I'll either get an email from him or I'll see him and he say, Oh my God, you remember that? City championship game. And, and I'm so tickled that in a city that I, I genuinely, not kidding a little bit, I love the city of Toledo. 
Uh, I've spent half my life here. I went to college here. I, I grew up 45 minutes from here fearing this place, essentially. But I visited, that's not, that's not a joke. It's like, oh my God, the city is terrifying. Um, but I really do love it here and I love the people in it. It's a city that people dump on often, often people that are from here, sadly, for no discernible reason. Um, You're not wrong. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, Dylan knows, yeah. Um, you do better. I, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I, I love that. I have that on a t-shirt, that slogan. Um, <laughs> so to think that three words that I said on TV six, seven years ago is something that's resonated with some people in this city, that is a really, really cool that's thing. That's awesome. And I am, I am really clip? proud of that. Can we get that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it. well, if, if Twitter is still functioning by the time you go to office. that, that uh that xox all right well we're gonna repost that one and we're gonna post a shooting one we have to balance ourselves out (laughs) we're not proud of anything but we're we have to be you know indifferent at least (laughs) fair enough you're you're telling me okay um all right we're going down down a weird hole here i'm gonna keep going down that weird hole (laughs) what are your thoughts if we were to get a kiddie pool together I don't know. We've got we've got a few. We call them GHLs, Great Heroic Listeners. We've probably got a handful that like listen every week. There's more than that. But if we were to get five dollars from every single one of them, and we put up a poll for five sayings, four sayings, and we sent you that money, and you you said it live on a broadcast. What are your thoughts there? <laughs> we're saying like like turn to the pool. You have to like slip that in the third quarter somewhere, or like I don't know. <laughs> Woodchuck. Run, run you, know, you know, there are, and I've never, I've never done this, but there are a lot of broadcasters that will, you know, get texts from their friends and they would be like, yeah, you, you have to work the word uh, obsequious into the bottom of the fifth inning of your butt ends commentary. Um, I, I tell you what, yes. if you got, if you got four sayings together or five or whatever it is, I Easy. will, I will try to fit them into a broadcast and if i cannot i will not accept the money let's go <laughs> oh, oh my gosh yes let's go all right Mason. i thought you were heading if i can't do it you guys can keep it among yourselves um or, <laughs> not or, only is or the in, he is so in i thought you were heading down the path of just having him like you know do the voice message on your phone or something like i'll do that too if you want <laughs> actually i'll tell you a story about that i once did so we had a guy that worked for us and i won't name him um he was one of our on-air people he has since uh been like a serial reality show contestant he was on um one of the food network reality shows and tried to launch a career for himself he heard me do a hank hill impression once and said oh my god will you record my outgoing voicemail messages hank hill and i did and i called him 18 months later and he still had it it was still (laughs) um so quick follow-up so can we or I guess we as in people, how do people find your games? So BS, BCSN, I'm not going to go get that, but like ESPN3. Yeah. Is it on ESPN Plus, I guess, right? Uh, BCSN stuff isn't. The, the University of Toledo things that I do are on either ESPN3 or Plus. Uh, I think the conference designates what events are on which specific platform. Um, I also work for a soccer team in Detroit called Michigan Stars FC. They play in NISA, a weird little low professional, th- technically third tier of American soccer. It's kind of 
like next door to USL League One. If you're familiar with that, it's uh, where is that? Where's Nisa? Um, so Nisa, uh, well, there's there's nine teams spread across the country. Most of them are in the eastern half of it. Uh, Michigan Stars play out in Romeo. Yep. Romeo. Yeah, High so I was, very, I was, up, I was there yesterday. Very funny, Mason. Quick fun fact: we have yeah. one of our GHLs, a guest. She plays for the University of Minnesota mm. women's soccer. She's from Romeo, Michigan. Oh, nice. Yep. I've, so, I'm sure it's yeah. lovely. I've only ever seen the high school, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere up there. Yep. But it looks very good. nice. The high school is very nice, and the stadium's pretty good too. Cool. Um, those games are platformed on something called Eleven Sports. And unlike ESPN Plus and Three and um, BCSN's website and app, which you have to pay for if you don't live in Toledo and are a subscriber to the cable company, uh, the stuff on Eleven, the Stars games, you can watch for free. So. Okay. All right. All right. So we can star you. Um, yes. Here's please what we're going to do. We will work. E- we're we're going to get your stuff, and then every time you have a game that can be like broadcasted free, we're going to post it on our uh, on our channel. On okay. our Instagram, YouTube, well, we we really will. Like on our Twitter too. I don't doubt it for a minute. Yeah, so I think it's sweet because uh, you do cool sports that people probably would watch. So it's awesome. All right, but I'm talking. Too, so. I'm talking too much. Sam, give me another question. All right, quick rapid fire, easy one. Did the U.S. women win the World Cup? Nice. I hope so. I I think they will. <laughs> I'm not sure they'll do it as stylishly as they've done it in the past. Um all right i'll i'll be i'll be as brief as i can about this i think i think they're a little old yep no you're not because, the first i think that. they're either too old or too young yeah missing that middle well you're and you're absolutely right I, we, we tend to keep our women's soccer team luminaries around maybe one cycle too long and that can kind of stagnate you know w- women in their mid-20s who are approaching their prime they don't have guaranteed spot on the national team because so many players that are around for their fourth or fifth world cup cycle um are still are still hanging on um i think they may win but it may be the kind of win where they get to the final and they beat somebody one nil on a penalty and it's not crazy exciting or entertaining um but winning is inherently entertaining and exciting so so i it's a kind of diplomatic way of saying yes i guess i it's yes with an asterisk (laughs) (laughs) i'm with it so I went to the gas station and my resident resident local uh, soccer professional said he's going with the Spaniards, Spain, he's going with Spain. You know, uh, the, the game in Europe, the women's professional game in Europe has come on leaps and bounds in the last decade. There are actual viable professional leagues, especially in England. They're starting to put a lot, a lot of money into the women's game. Manchester United has a women's team now that, that they haven't, had before i think it's only a couple of years old their games are on the bbc max took england i think max took england to the finals no no uh maybe i'd have to go back semis at least semis yeah i have a lot of england there sam does all right there it was i knew it was someone yeah 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 because the yeah same premier leagues now starting to shift into the women's soccer they got chelsea i mean yeah so it's fantastic that's that's going to boost them considerably. Yeah. Okay. So we're down to like the last few questions here, Mason. Um, I will ask a real one for I know Max has a funny one. 
Sam, you have any more? Yeah, I got one. Excellent. Random. Hold on to it. Hold on to go it. Go for it. No. Or don't go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a real one-ish. Jason, if you had advice for someone that wanted to do like play-by-play commentary for sports, mm-hmm. what would you advise them to do to get into it? Um, I would advise them, well, to be good at the job, you, you have to care about and embrace research. That's probably the number one thing that people don't really understand about the job that think they want to do it is you're going to spend a lot of time at your computer watching games you maybe wouldn't watch as a fan, uh, reading about athletes that you wouldn't have researched as a fan otherwise. It, it is time consuming and there are times when you don't want to do it, but it is rewarding because it will make your broadcast better. Um, I, it would astound you how many people think, oh, I'll just wing it. You know, I'll just, I'll show up and I'll be handed a roster and it'll go great. It won't go great because you have to commit players and, and numbers to memory. You have to try and identify people from a distance, just the simple mechanics of doing play by play before you can say anything, you need to be able to identify who the hell's out there. You need to know who number two is for university of Toledo's women's basketball team. Let's say you need to know enough about them to be able to confidently and comfortably discuss how they play, what they do, where they're from. Um, And there are plenty of people who are 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, maybe a little bit older people that have done reporting or other types of broadcasting or journalism. And they think, Oh yeah, that's not for me. I just want to show up and talk and go home. And it's, it's a job that you have to take home with you because chances are a team that you saw tonight, you're going to see again next Thursday or whenever. And you kind of have to build on that. Okay. So Mason, Can I yeah. send your application to Bally Sports? <laughs> Sorry, say again? Bally Sports. Can I get you in there? Well, I do have a full-time job, and that's one of the places I'm not allowed to freelance. So, uh, regrettably not. I Look, I love, I love what I'm doing. I'd be lying if I said that if ESPN, you know, banked up a dump truck full of money to my front lawn, I wouldn't roll around in it for a while. Uh, <laughs> but All I, right, you know, well, here's I, the thing. I what do is, love my job a lot and I'm not looking. To I'm a lawyer. Food. Let's get you out of that non-compete. I'll get you out of that non-compete and get you to Bally because we can't stand Matt Shepard. He's not good. He's not. Good. I did. I did meet him once. And he yeah, was no, really, so did I. Nice. I met him once as yeah. well. And he's a very nice guy and he's, he's well, he just doesn't know how to call baseball games and that's okay, but he's there and he's doing it. And it's Max. So Mason, you weren't on. But the Serenity now tonight was Bally Sports, and they Max literally said this is the worst. It's actually ranked 30th out of 30th now, Max. I want to correct you. Although he's literally the worst broadcaster in sports. Oh, I, I know what you're referring to. I did see that. Yeah. Yes. So let us, let us know if you want in. I'll be your agent. I, I, <laughs> you're hired. I will, I will pass there that. Fair enough. Okay, so Sam claims he has one more question. Let's hear it. Yeah, all right. So you did one dog show. Do you have a favorite dog breed? And how was the dog show? Was that fun? Like, How much time do we have here before? uh, Yeah, like, uh, let's see, 15 minutes, plenty of time. 15 minutes, right. So this dog show I got thrown into, this is my first year doing play-by-play professionally. And we have a guy that normally does the dog show every year. Uh, Actually, I we may not cover it anymore. We used to, and he wasn't available. So me as the new guy at the time, Oh, you're going to go do the dog show. They, uh, 
they said, they're going to have a volunteer for you, someone that will commentate alongside you. And it turned out this was the Lucas County Kennel Club All Breed Dog Show. And the, the woman, the volunteer that did it with me was the president of the Lucas County Kennel Club. Oh. So every, every breed that came through, it, it, it all worked basically the same. We're back on BCSN at the 100th Lucas County Kennel Club All Breed Dog Show. This is the herding group. And then she would talk for 20 minutes, <laughs> basically uninterrupted by me, because what the hell am I gonna, this is the president of the kennel club and I'm just a guy. <laughs> so I brought it back from commercial. I sent it to commercial. Hey, the Corgi one, how about that? And we'll be back right after this. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a trip. That was, um, but I, I will tell you in all seriousness, it taught me a really important message, uh, a, a really important lesson rather. Don't pretend you're an expert about something you know nothing about because everybody will know. And if you're a dog person and you're watching the dog show, you want to hear the president of the damn kennel club and not me getting in her way. So every now and again, I would ask her a question, sometimes an obvious, silly, simple one. And sometimes it actually would give her something to kind of bounce off of and actually offer some explanation as to, you know, where the, you know, the Belgian Malinois from Belgium, right? You know, stupid <laughs> things like that. Um, but that was a really important lesson to learn was don't pretend that you know, but if anything, that's um, a great life in, lesson. In what I do, if you can, if you can be kind of vulnerable with the audience, hey, I'm calling a sport I don't know, but we're going to have a good time, then they'll be more forgiving of, you know, when you screw things up. Um, that's excellent. I like so that. That was, that was a genuinely educational experience um, and easily the weirdest event that I've done. I did also do wheelchair basketball a couple of weeks ago, and that was a hoot as well. But the, the dog show is on a different level. Um, favorite dog breed, the first dog, uh, the first dog I had, we, we didn't have any dogs in our house till I was a teenager. And we got a Scottish terrier named Duncan who died of cancer at age eight, which is a way too young age for a dog. Yeah. Um, but Scottish terrier will always be my, my favorite dog breed. We have a chinchilla now actually, which is a very Ooh. different kind of thing too. <laughs> Like the opposite of a Scottish terrier. What's his or her name? His name is Ricardo. Ricardo, love that. Uh, my my wife got him, I think, six months before her and I met. So he is now in Chinchilla Middle Age. Those things can live for a very long time, and he's like nine or ten now. What's oh, wow. a chinchilla? Uh, an adorable rodent from uh, like the Andes Mountains. They, regrettably, they don't really exist in the wild anymore. They, they're harvested for their coats for fur and that industry is kind of dying which is not a bad thing as far as i'm concerned um they're mostly pets and coats and i love him to death he's a wonderful little little pet who is totally indifferent towards carrie and i um doesn't seem to need us for much we can put food and hay and water in his cage every other day and uh yeah he's for for busy people you know she's a teacher and i'm always out doing stuff uh, like the perfect animal. I love him. Nice. Absolutely love him. Excellent. Ricardo. All right, Max. It's burning on your lips. Let's see. The it. last one. What is the best name you've come across while broadcasting? Oh. Is there any that boy. stand out? Yes. My favorite name that I've ever said. She played at Northern Illinois. She was on the basketball team and then transferred somewhere i don't remember where it doesn't matter she was born in england of 
uh, to Lithuanian parents. And her name was Gabby Ticket. Uh, no, they screwed it up. Gabby Nikitinayati. Nope. One more time. Gabby Nikitinayati. <laughs> which was so much fun to say. And she started, played a lot, was quite good. A good outside shooter in particular. For That's awesome. Nikitinayati for three. Got it. What Got a name. Nikitinayati. <laughs> anyway, awesome. my, my dear friend, Rhett Boyd, who is my color commentator for University of Toledo basketball. She played at NIU six years ago. And he will still sometimes just turn to me and say, Nigga Tanayati during commercial days. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot. That, that, is, that is my absolute. Good question, Max. Game. Really good question. That is um, an excellent question. Sam, do you have anything left? Um, out. That's it. I'm out. Done. All right, perfect. So in the next minute, this is what we're going to do. They don't know this is coming. Um, we're going to do a four person play-by-play situation where we pretend like we're watching a basketball game and we're just going to make stuff up for the next minute. We can see the clock. So we're going to pretend like the ball just got inbounded. Let's say it's the Lakers versus the Warriors. All right. So Steph Curry just shot the ball and Mason, Steph Curry has the ball. Go ahead. Just pretend like you're like, he's doing something and we'll commentate. Steph Curry with 10 on the shot clock finds Clay Thompson opposite wing. He'll jack up a three. Somebody else take over. Go. Oh, dirty rebound by Draymond. Put back. No good. No good. Nah, it checks out. He's a bitch. <laughs> and you're off the air. <laughs> We've all no, been offense, Dylan. no offense, Dylan, but going from Mason to you was like going from, yeah, to. All right, fine. Let's just hear. Can we hear a step three bang? <sighs> Curry, four to shoot from 28 feet. Bang. Oh. Let's go. I love that. All right. Thank you, Mason. That was amazing. You're awesome. This is sweet. I lied to you earlier. We're not going to let you go. We're going to make you make one pick and then uh, you're going to stick on to then. So just hold on. Sure. Excellent. All right. So our sponsor tonight, summer is hot and it's here, which means it's time to ensure your outfits are ready to roll. You know what they say, Sam? If you don't have summer fits, head to J. Crew and make it rain. That's right. Head into your local J. Crew ASAP Rocky, where you're where some deers are close to 75% off, and you're more so an avid online shopper. Everything is at least 60% off. Pew pew. But that's not all, Max. While checking out, if you opt in for a J. Crew credit card, you receive an additional 20% off. J. Crew, the swaggiest of places you go when you're trying to flex and let them all know. J. Crew, a proud LTS partner and sponsor, maybe. All right, let's get some locks. Um, Max, you went two and two last week. Not bad. You're up to eighty and eighty-one, almost a five hundred. Solid. Tough. Sam, you Tough. went three and two. You're eighty-five and eighty-three now. So good job. A little over five hundred. Eighty fifty point seven. Good job. I went six and three last week. One hundred twenty-one and one hundred thirty-six. All right. I'll go first. I have some picks. Um, Tigers money line Tuesday night. I want to try and be there. I want to see Shohei Otani hit a bomb but still lose seven to one. Um, I'm going to parlay the U.S. and Canada. Those are big matchups. Canada tied their first game. Poor performance. They got to get a win. Um, USA plays Netherlands, right, Sam? Yes. Yeah, huge game. So I'm going to parlay USA and Canada. And then I'm going to take so it's FedEx, FedEx Cup weekend. I'll take uh, 
Homa and or she- well, obviously or Scheffler to win. That's where I'm rolling there. Sam, give us some picks. Yeah, I'm ripping all World Cup games again. Like I said, gonna stick with them. Uh, I'm gonna take Japan over Costa Rica, Spain over Zambia, Australia over Nigeria, Portugal over Vietnam, South Africa over Argentina, and the big one, USA draw with Netherlands. Yeah, so we're going to start getting you half point for some of these wins because you're picking teams that are like minus 20, 29,000. So I don't know. Hey, that's not a stipulation to the thing. This is just picks, uh, locks of the week. It's called locks for a reason. It's a lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. When football starts, we're going to have new rules. Um, all right, Max, what you got? Um, <clears throat> so I'm also going to pick U.S. over Netherlands. Uh, give me Brighton over Dylan's Bees. They play Brentford on Wednesday in a friendly Where game. at? I think it's in Charlotte, but don't quote me on that. Oh, uh, give me the Tigers over the Angels on Thursday. And then in the UFC this weekend, give me Dustin Poirier over Justin Gihoff or something. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. I'll take Justin. You're going to take Justin? Yeah, I'll take Justin. Mason, give me one and or more picks. <laughs> Oh, golly. Well, I, I would take USA over the Netherlands as well. I, I don't know if it's in the Dutch nature to sit back and bunker defensively against the U.S. It seems like it's not really in their character. You know, when a team like Vietnam, let's say, plays the U.S., they're going to commit so many numbers behind the ball. All of their training leading up to the match will be on defensive shape out of possession. And no matter how talented you are, that's really hard to score on. Like, that's how... If you're a degenerate like me and you're following weird Asian World Cup qualifiers and stuff, that's how Tajikistan or North Korea only loses 2-0 to Japan because they don't take a shot. They get outshot 37-1. to They have no possession, but they defend really well. They commit to that, and that's how you see like a less than impressive scoreline sometimes. I don't see the Dutch doing that. You know, the Dutch... The Dutch footballing nature is about possession and attacking, and that maybe plays into how the U.S. tends to want to play. So I, I like the U.S. there. Um, Justin Thomas, who is playing some terrible golf right now. Yes, he is. Playing in the, if he's playing in the next event, and I think he has to because he's in a situation now where he has to start accumulating FedEx Cup points to make the Ryder Cup team and to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs, he will make the cut at his next tournament. Brian Harmon will miss the cut at his next tournament. Nobody that that wins a major like that, especially one in Europe, comes back and plays well after the fact. There's that hangover that lingers for a bit. So those would be my picks, and uh, hopefully they're not all a terrible, terrible idea. (laughs) Love it, Mason. But you did it on the cuff, so we appreciate it a lot. All right. The four of us, that is all for episode 45 of Legally Teaching Engineer Sports, play-by-play, day-by-day. Our quote <laughs> comes from Bill Walton. Being a broadcaster encompasses the business of sport and encompasses the skill of being a history student and the ability of being a performer. So right, Bill. So right. I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> Love that. And our, being a Grateful Dead fan in his case. Grateful Dead, there we go. Exactly. Bill Walton, something else. Just to make that clear. All right. That's all for episode 45, play by play, day by day. Uh, shout out to our GHLs. Max, what's our POV? PVO. Positive views only. Thank you to everyone. Have a good night, day, week. week.